Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to After Normal, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no subject. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Achtung Mill, dear listeners. The voicemail show, follow-up to yesterday's edition. Um, apologies for the slight delay in this part two. A slight schedule to keep to yesterday. But what a wonderful weekend to be a Mill fan. I don't know about you, I'm still basking in the afterglow of that Friday night performance at home to Norwich City. I think everyone is looking by, judging by the uh, the social media content. So we've got a, a good array of contributions from uh, a global army of contributors now increasing numbers are sending in voicemails i love it big thank you to everyone that sent stuff in for this show and i hope uh listeners out there will continue to um you know to help make this show very much the voice of fans um so yeah here we are uh, on sunday new year's eve we've got another game tomorrow which is the away trip probably much colder kind of um atmosphere a bleak new year's trip to bristol but that will complete the um the you know the uh the pre the po- the Christmas program so to speak and it's been a pretty good one from the Mill perspective two draws recently two wins now and most importantly for of all for me a performance Friday night's performance is the thing that um, I think has really set the the Mill scene a buzz but before we get into the the voicemails today we do of course have our Pundit Games question incidentally um, big thank you to Pundit we're trying to organise a small donation to the Lions Food Hub shortly. I'm still in um, contact with Pundit. We're going to announce how much money has been made out of the sales this Christmas of the Pundit trivia game. I just think it's a great arrangement. We get some great questions to ask before the, the show, each edition. And the Lions Hoop gets a little donation out of it. And if you bought one at Christmas, I want to say a big thank you to you. Um, it, you know, Birthday presents, um, whatever you like through the year, special occasions. Why not get together with your mates and have a Pundit trivia question games a great board game but just to give you a little taste of what kind of questions you get this is a question from the uh, the premier league in the 1990s the english premier league this is a tottenham legend who managed 37 goals in the premier league alongside a handsome 68 assists from his position on the right wing i think you're going to get it as soon as i say this next sentence he became known as sick note for his persistent injuries though he was stayed fit enough to earn 30 caps for england Earning seven goals, started his career at Portsmouth, 62 appearances for Pompey, seven goals, made his name really at Spurs, 1992 to 2004 for Tottenham Hotspur, 299 appearances and 34 goals for Tottenham. Then Birmingham, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and he finished his career at uh, AFC Bournemouth 
uh, 12 goals for, for the uh, Cherries, 2006-2008. English national team pick 30 times between 1994 and 2001, 7 goals for the English national team. Called sick note, you've got it already, I know you've got it. We'll have the answer at the end of today's show though, dear listeners, if you are struggling with that. Um, so yeah, voicemail show. Um, let's go for our first one. Let's, let, who we got first? Let's have a quick look. Uh, the Dropbox accounts are arranged them all in alphabetical order. And that's as good an order as any. So we're going to kick off with a first time caller, which is Adam Coyne. Adam Coyne, let's have a listen to Adam. Hey Nick, Adam Coyne calling in after the, the Norwich game. Um, I've been wanting to do a, a voice message for, for a while now, but, uh, I felt today I, I couldn't couldn't put it off any longer. Today we massively got our Millwall back. It felt like atmosphere was was rocking. I've left the den buzzing for the first time in a long time. Um, just all around good performance from everyone. Um, probably not perfect, but I think probably the best we've seen for a while. The passing looked good. The team had their heads up. Felt like they were a, a bit more confident after that win on Boxing Day. Um, I think everyone gave gave everything they had out there. They were all trying hard and and everyone just looked absolutely knackered at the end. Um, when I saw the team sheet, I think a bit disappointed that Fleming was starting and, and Watman was dropped, but maybe that again just due to fitness and the number of games. But I felt Fleming had one of his, his better starts for a while. Um, so not really too disappointed once, he, once we saw that game kicking off. I think... Emaku has to start every game now. He's he's made he's proved that he's he's got what it takes. Um, he made a few mistakes, I think, a few bad decisions with passing or um, where he went down a bit too easy. But again, that's just going to come with game time. And if he doesn't get that, he's he's not going to get the chance. Um, I'm not going to talk about the ref because this will be 20 minutes long. I think everyone else will probably cover that anyway. But um, yeah, Bradshaw again. You put the ball in the box along the floor, he's going to put it in the back of the net. So um, he's keeping Nisbet um, away from the team, which is really, really good to see. Um, so, yeah, I think only criticism, if there's anything, we've got to stop that long throw in. It just doesn't work. It just drives me mad. And we've got to stop free kicks into Cooper because he just gets manhandled and, and never wins it. But, yeah, massive three points, absolutely buzzing. And what an atmosphere. Come on, you lions. Huge thank you, Adam. Keep them coming, mate. Keep them coming. I enjoyed that voice note. Um, if you want to voicemail and get on the show, dear listeners, there's two ways you can do it. The easy way, if you're on Twitter, on X, as you have to call it now, send me a direct message. My messages are open, but not for any old, uh, you know, tosh. Um, send me send me nice Millwall messages. There's a, a little sound option on the direct message. Um, bottom right I think it is you can do it I think about two minutes 20 is the maximum you can get on Twitter if you do want to send me anything more in depth or anything longer than that give me a shout and we can exchange mobile numbers because uh, you can get longer with uh, you know whatsapp messages so but big thank you to Adam great to hear from you mate yeah atmosphere wow um, I think I said on the other show speaking to Ben yesterday Ben Anthony walking away, I was walking towards Canada Water Station after the game, and I was walking through the Silwood Estate, and off in the distance you could still hear Mill chants going, the monk chant going, echoing around the streets of uh, you know Bermondsey. And it's been a long while, dear listeners, since I've heard that. I bet you would say the same too. Um, but of course it was, no, it wasn't a perfect performance. I think you're right there, Adam. I, I 
also criticised the we're getting chances but we weren't finishing them. It's great to get one goal in front, but it just felt like a bit of a, a bit of a tight lead um, for long stretches. And the second goal would have felt a lot more comfy. I thought we looked defensively solid. Make you right about um, Imaku. Um, I really liked his pace, and he is a youngster still learning. His decision making will improve with the coaching that I think is going to be the trademark of Joe Edwards. Um, yeah, we've got a Millwall back. I, I I think that's the cliche that's doing the rounds online, and I, I make it right. I do agree. Just to before we move along, I do agree about the long throws. I'm not sure of the value of our long throws. The Norwich um, equivalent on Friday night, they had a, a player that could throw it with a bit more uh, lower flight, lower traject trajectory, trajectory. Um, I had a drink last night. I'm sorry. I think I'm probably still under the the influence. Trajectory. Um, and it came in at pace, and that's what I'd like to see. I think our both Ryan Leonard and, and Zian loop it up high, and then it's coming downwards out of, you know, almost like a howitzer style, but with no power. So, yeah, I'll make it. I think we need other options on that front. And I'm being very picky about the finishing, um, but we're starting to get to a level now where we can start to get more, more picky. Big thank you to Adam Coyne. Next up, let's have a listen to Angelo, show regular Angelo Miliotto. Hi Nick, Angelo here mate, just got home from the game. I'll try and keep this brief because I think you're going to be busy tonight with a lot of happy Millwall fans mate. Um, to die, tonight, tonight, today, tonight it was complete value for money mate. Great, great evening. Got our money's worth, fantastic atmosphere. It was like the den from a few years back. Uh, it was nasty. The team... Every single one of them players was outstanding tonight, mate. Every single one of them, mate. Um, my man of the match is between Honeyman and uh, and the mountain Murray Wallace, mate. Murray Wallace was so composed on the ball tonight. Um, every the more he gets slagged off and uh, by by the majority of the fan base, that that you know he just keeps coming back to me. Fantastic, mate. Honestly, he was so composed tonight. Um, Imaku made great decisions tonight. Great decisions, you know, that that's where we're, you know, with Imaku, it's not on the pitch we need to train him. We need to train him in the classroom, mate. And tonight, he, he made so many great decisions and uh, Bradshaw, fantastic. That goal was a premiership quality breakaway goal. Fantastic. From Fleming to uh, to Imaku and then the great run from Cuffey. Fantastic, mate. Brilliant. And then obviously when that Ashley Barnes lost his head, Brilliant, mate. Absolutely fucking brilliant tonight. Enjoyed every single minute of it. Obviously, my heart was popping out of my coat uh, uh, the last eight minutes of that injury time. Um, and the only blip of the night, obviously, Savile, uh, which is a, a great shame. But uh, seven points out of nine, last three games. Fucking brilliant, mate. Um, just, uh, just a shame about Savile, but what can you do, mate? Um, the team just looked great tonight. Anyway, I'll leave it at that because I know you're going to be busy tonight. Fantastic. Millwall, well done. Joe Edwards, well done. All the players, brilliant. The fans, brilliant. Great, great evening. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Value for money. Catch you later, Nick. Cheers, bye. Seconded, thirded, Angelo. It was a great night. And I think it was interesting. In it's probably, I mean, the, the QPR game was a grind of a performance. It was a 1-0 win. Same scoreline, of course. But... It didn't have the same kind of turning point quality. I don't know if I'm over overcooking it here, listeners. Do tell me if you think I'm over overplaying it. Um, but I just felt that things clicked on on um, Friday night versus Norwich. They were a decent side. I mean, I know it's you know um, Angelo's mentioned there the 
the whole Ashley Barnes pantomime, which is wonderful. That's what really got the crowd going. That's why we go to follow Millwall. We're not we're not at Cholton. We're not following Lake Norrent. We're following Millwall because those are the kinds of um, turning point moments that you know littered through everyone's Millwall um, years career, whatever you want to call it. Certainly over mine, um, you get these little moments of um, injustice or whatever you way you want to look at it, and it just ignites the crowd. It's like throwing a match onto petrol and, and a whoosh off it goes, and that's how it was Friday night. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd make you right about Murray Wallace. What a Millwall player. What a Millwall player, listeners, Murray Wallace is. As Angelo's put it there, and I, you know, I've, I've, I've made similar points. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'm catch myself sometimes being a bit condescending towards Murray. I'm saying, you know, he's a, he's a good, you know, committed player, but he's a bit League One in his um, limitations, I think is my favourite choice of words. But I put my hand up. You know, he's, he's ramming those, um, con- that condescension, back down the throats of those that are, are, are coming out with that stuff. And I include myself, because I'm honest. Um, he stood up big and strong on Friday night, and Mountain Murray is a, is a good description. I like Honeyman. He was in the face of that Ashley Barnes, along with Sav. Um, come back to Sav in a moment. Um, but yeah, Honeyman, he's the little horrible little little bloke that wants to mouth up you in the pub and get under your skin and so he did with Ashley Barnes and that is the key to I mean I think that's one of the wonderful things about what I, I, I took away from that performance Friday night dear listeners I made this point with Ben that I don't think Gary Rowett was ever comfortable with that fundamental trait of Millwall that 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 ability to um, bring down the high and mighty because that's an expensive Norwich side, you know. I've I, I mentioned before the uh, the player that came into the game who did us damage up there at Carrow Road, Josh Sargent, is uh, nine point five million euros worth of, of of player, you know. So they've got players at a level that we can't afford. But the great leveller is, of course, Zampa Road when um, George Honeyman and and and, and uh, George Savile are working over a, a, a player that can't handle the heat. Um, that's going to be. If it's done in the right way and it's done controlled and we can't afford to get many red cards, coming back to Sav, but if it's done right, then that's the key to progress. And I think it's wonderful that I get a sense that Joe Edwards likes that. And it's a big step forwards because that's really the that was the next level that Gary Rowett probably struggled to get to because I think he's a good manager. But he doesn't trust the the uncontrollable and the Dennis is <laughs> the ultimate the ultimate uncontrollable element. Um, George Savile, yeah, I mean, as, as I'm speaking today, and it was announced on the uh, social media this morning, the FA have not overturned that red card because uh, it's, um, well, I'd have to say it's a Millwall uh, factor, but I believe it probably is because when you watch the um, the challenge back again, no way is that a straight red card challenge. It's got to be a dangerous challenge to get a straight red. We all know how it works. Um, in real time, when I was in the den, in the in the in the the, the Millwall chaos, I'd lost. I, I thought actually, just genuinely thought it was a second yellow, and I maybe Sav had been booked earlier on. I'd missed it. In which case, I thought, okay, second yellow card. Yeah, all right. If he's carrying one, he does that. Takes one for the team, so to speak. But for it to be a straight red card was a bent decision, and it's a bent appeal, in my opinion, dear listeners, because that was no way. A uh, you know inordinately dangerous challenge. Anyway, there we are. So that, that's news, hot news this morning, and I'm recording this on uh, Sunday afternoon now. Anyway, let's move along. Next one up, we're going to go with Bobby, cheeky chappy Bobby. Let's have a listen to Bobby. Good evening, Nick. Merry Christmas. This is Bobby T here. 
just got back from the den and let me just tell you right merry christmas to everyone happy new year that was the real old millwall back that was the old millwall in the second half anyway great three points six points out of the last two and i'm going to begin with i mean little pointers here now now and here the point of the game what i saw right first thing that was no way a red card right he wasn't the last man the referee was shocking tonight right Savon now red card I, I just don't actually get that really it was really uh, like flabbergasted oh sorry the nick just got off there let me continue because you, you can really edit this out so yeah as i was saying red card out of nowhere and Ashley Barnes, I saw on Twitter, obviously on Akram Millwall, Ashley Barnes, what happened there? Red card. Referee was shocking tonight. Anyway, don't really care. That was the real Millwall, fighting for each other. Man of the match, they gave it to Honeyman. I like it about Honey in the morning. But Honeyman, yeah, in the midfield, he actually scared the Irish players. Great Honeyman, but every single player. And our back four now, Nick. For me, our back four, they said slow. Hutchinson done all right today. Harden, was he injured? Don't know. But Murray Wallace is a baller. Last week and today, yeah, Brian's probably better than him. But a baller, Murray Wallace. Yes, slow league one, but he's still a great fullback. Yeah, again, Bobby, Bobby T here again, mate. So I'm, I'm going to do all in one. So, yeah, as I was saying, our best player, Lenny, Lenny Dog, back four, Leonard, immense tonight, everywhere. And I think that, I mean, that's what I mean. What I mean, Bradshaw, I mean, I keep on saying Bradshaw, too slow, League One. He runs everywhere like a chicken and all that headless, runs for nothing. But I think he's better than Lee Gregory. And he's at there, he's at the right place at the right time. Sir Tom Bradshaw, I love you. You run everywhere, great finish, better than Gregory. And for me, you're everywhere and a great striker. Nisbet, you've got to prove yourself. And I mean, what else there is there to say, basically, than what a great result. Now onto the negative side. For me, Fleming, he done the m most amazing pass of the whole game. And I still think he's too slow. Slow, hasn't got any ideas, confident, shot to pieces. What more should have started? And Amaku now, and Amaku, another one. He lacks confidence running at players. Young, but he feels sorry for himself. He set up the goal with Norton Cuff, we got a buy Nick in January. Come New Year's Day, we've got to buy him from Arsenal coffee. And anyway, Amaku, back to Amaku. All I know, all I say is Amaku. He's lost the confidence, but he runs and he started well tonight. Come off. But for me, Bradshaw, right time, right place. What more should have started? I mean, and that's it basically. We grinded out the result. Jared would die, we trust. Roll on to Bristol City. And that's it. Merry Christmas, Nick. Happy New Year. And Millwall is fighting to stay in this league. No one likes us. We don't care. Good night from Bobby. Oh, sorry. One more thing, Nick. If you can just edit this as a thing. I totally forgot about this. We were slagging off him three or four days ago about Sartich and goal. But for me tonight, the way he saw the game and he calmed all our defenders down, didn't he made one good save and all that. For me, I'm growing to like Matiak Sarkic. He's our number one. He was cool and calm. One save. He just kept it calm. Played out from the back. He's, he read the game, basically. I love Bart. But, yeah, for me, Sartic, two clean sheets. We are now going to be mid-table. Good night from I think that message cut off at the end there, Bobby. Big thank you, mate, for your contribution. It's interesting 
how um, opinions in football can vary. I thought Imanka did brilliantly well the other night. Um, the uh, the ball through to to Brook Norton Cuffey on the right side, I thought was top class, and he brought real energy. I I, I suppose. I suppose what you might have in mind was that shot on target, which and it was on target, the near post shot at the start of the second half, where maybe, maybe the ball was across the face of the goal, because uh, I believe Bradshaw and one other, it might have been Honeyman, was, were lurking, maybe Fleming, can't remember. Um, that's a decision. I suppose that's going to come with time with him, Mark. I've got a lot of time for the boy, Bobby, to be honest with you. Um, and, and the same one you've mentioned, Tom Bradshaw. So Tom Bradshaw, I think that's a nice way to um, start New Year. The New Year's Honours list will knight him. Um, what more was rested? Um, and I think the sheer pace of football. I mean, we're back at it again tomorrow, aren't we, at Bristol? So I can get why um, uh, what more was rested. And I believe, from what I read, Wes Harding uh, was carrying a knock because he weren't even on the on the substitutes bench, so it wasn't available. Let's hope he's back and available and sitting on the bench or starting as as Joe Edwards um, sees fit. I think Joe Edwards's um, approach, and we've touched on this already, is going to be that well, it's going to need to be to rotate the squad, and it may, it, you know, that one of the cliches of football is that you don't change a winning side. It may well be that Joe has to because of the fatigue and injuries and as we've now got with uh, Joel Savile suspensions and so on. But uh, make your eye about Salkic too, Bobby. Big thank you there, Bobby T, Mr Cheeky. Let's have a look now, at, uh, listen now to uh, Dave Baccarini all the way from Australia. Wow, Nick, Dave here from sunny Australia. What a performance. Just picture this, I'm getting up at 3.45am in the dark and bleary-eyed, then glued to the TV, watching a tense game with all the atmosphere of the old den. Then at 5.30am, as the sun rises, we win, and I'm dancing in my underpants, singing Rocking to the World, and trying to not wake up the missus. Wow, best game of the season. On to some discussion. First thing, what a great overall performance by all players. Everybody put it in, um, the, on the line and lots of tackles. The defence was back to its best and there were glimpses of Edward Ball. For the second game in a row, everybody played and there were quite a few candidates for man and a match, which I'll go into in a minute. Next point I want to make, Edward showed some of his tactical nows. Against QPR, we had a high press. Against Norwich, we pressed at the halfway line, and he gave the reason in his post-match interview. Finally, this was a great meal atmosphere, and I think it was due to three key ingredients. The first one, we had a pantomime villain. Barnes played it in perfectly. And once we there's someone we hate, that gets the crowd going. Then, on top of that, we had the pantomime dame in gaudy orange the worst referee I've seen in ages and clearly lost control. And the third thing that gets the crowd going is an all-team effort where you can see they're sweating blood. Finally, a couple of players I'd like to highlight. Norton Cuffey, really consistent. Wallace, Mr. Dependable. And finally, my man of the match and quickly becoming my favourite player was Honeyman. He showed great leadership in directing players, jeering up when they did something good and giving the bollocking when they didn't. 
After the game, I wish I was there and off to the pub. However, being 6am in the morning, I put the kettle on. Come on, you lions. Fantastic stuff from Dave out there in sunny Australia. I missed off the sunny part. It's on my, I've never been to Australia, Dave. It's on my bucket list, mate. So um, you do, you're doing a good job for the Australian tourist authorities out there. Um, 3.45am and then 5.30am. Uh, singing and dancing, that's great stuff, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, wonderful night, you know, it was, as we've said a few times, it was proper old-fashioned Millwall. Let's, my, 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 my overriding um, buzz coming away from the Den Friday night, as I've said a couple of times now, but I'll say it again, is that this seems to be what Joe Edwards is trying to get us back to, and he's going to do it, I hope, we, we, we saw a little bit on, on Friday with good quality, Millwall committed defending and good fast flowing attacking football such as we saw with that goal which was a wonderful move, top, top, top draw move. Uh, so yeah, huge thank you Dave Baccarini in, I think you're in Perth mate aren't you, that's one of the places in the world I've got to get over to, let's have a listen now to another one of our Australian listeners, it's Dean Vazic, take it away Dean. G'day Nick, uh, Dean from Australia here. I uh, managed to get up early to watch that uh, brilliant 1-0 win. Probably unlucky not to win 2 or 3. The goalkeeper pulled off um, a couple uh, fantastic saves. Obviously that uh, referee lost, compl- lost complete control of that game in the second half. But um, you know the things we were able to control, um, we certainly did. I thought we um, held our shape really well throughout the uh, course of the game. I thought Zeon Fleming uh, coming in, he really did a job, um, was able to drop back as well and played a part in the first goal. Uh, Amoku, um, yeah, I mean, what, what can you say about him? There's a lot of talent about him. Even that first goal, was just a very smart play, just uh, stayed patient with the ball and was able to lay it off to Norton Cuffey, who put in a brilliant cross for Bradshaw to finish off. A hint of, a hint of offside, but uh, who, who who cares? At the end of the day, we'll take the take the goal and the, and the three points. Another clean sheet. I thought, um, yeah, particularly early. I thought we'll um, yeah struggling uh, defensively. They look like um, they're getting over the um, back of us, and they're able to break us down through um, the channels as well a couple of times. But um, we adjusted really quick, and you know, uh, we're able to hang on uh, towards the end of the game. Um, Probably lost our, you know, lost our composure a couple of times trying to get Barnes sent off, um, but that uh, that referee just, yeah, that sending off of um, George Savile um, was absolutely. I don't understand that. That's that's never a red card. That's that's a professional foul. That's a yellow card every day of the week. Um, but um, like I said, I said at the start, you know, the things we were able to control, we certainly did. And, uh, you know, I can't remember, you know, um, Sarkic really having to be involved and make a make a save to um, to be honest so yeah fantastic uh, three points we're certainly playing better football under um, Edwards than we were under Rout we're certainly uh, being a lot more patient um, and Norwich even though they had 65 possession they, they were just playing the ball uh, in the middle of the ground a lot they weren't really doing much they weren't damaging us so we were uh, you know, able to um, get the game on our terms a lot of the time um, so yeah fantastic three points and uh, go the Lions thanks Nick keep up the good work Cheers, Dean, and big shout out to all of our Australian listeners. We get quite a few from Australia, get quite a few from around the world, but Australia is one of the particularly large, I suppose for obvious reasons, uh, bastions of, of uh, listeners for ACT. I'm also going to say big shout out to all of our Aussie, Aussie listeners out there. I'll make you right about the ref, Dean. I think the, the referee got 
he got carried away with the den, didn't he? You know, it, it, we've said already about um, Ashley Barnes losing the plot, and I think the referee got um, gets got overwhelmed by it all. Um, it was a huge atmosphere once the uh, the panto began, and um, yeah, and it, it takes a it find, it finds the stress points of every individual on the pitch, and the referee I think was found out. Um, one thing I did like, and you know, we haven't really you touched on it there actually, Dean, is the um, the fact that we seem to be developing. And I'm going to guess this is Joe Edwards and Andy Myers' um, footballing um, experience, but the the ability to try and adjust in game to to match where threats and and um, you know opponents are, are coming at us. Um, that's that's wonderful stuff. I mean, this is all a new world for for us at the Den, isn't it? Um, so rather than being out there with a rigid approach that we we stick to, which I think was probably one of the um, the downfalls of the Gary Rowe era, we do seem to be approaching games in a more flexible way now. So horses for courses, as as the saying goes. So that's that's great stuff. So yeah, big big hats off there to. Uh, to Joe Edwards for, for what he seems to be doing with the club. I think this you could, first time on Friday, I think uh, we started to see what the potential is of the Joe Edwards era. Let's hope it can continue. We've got a big game tomorrow, as we've said, at Bristol. But let's have a listen now to another show regular. It's, it's Jim, Jim Hackett. Let's have a listen to Jim. Good morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here. Uh, the morning after a night where we got a, a deserved result and... A performance that I think everybody's been waiting for to happen for for quite a while now. The game itself, um, I think we did get what we deserved out of it. We could have probably scored two or three more goals, and I can't really remember them having too many opportunities to to do do well to create any danger against us. Although they looked like they they were decent, Norwich. They had a lot of the ball, but they had a lot of it. At, in the areas where they didn't really hurt us and when they did try, I don't think they got too much joy. I think a couple of times they got in behind, but it was a rare occurrence and overall a fantastic performance. I thought really well disciplined from from start to finish. Um, Sartic suddenly looks like a keeper in form. The back four, I thought, were were rock solid tonight and how lovely for Murray to have such a, a good game in such a high-pressure game as well. So... Well done to him, and uh, obviously the others. Hutch come back in, didn't look like he'd, he'd missed a beat. Suddenly he looked full of life and full of energy. And Cooper, you could just see what a, a mountain he was tonight against Ashley Barnes. So a really good back four performance. The uh, the midfield sort of going across again. They, they all did their job, but I, I think it's interesting that Honeyman's gone into that centre midfield position alongside Savile and he's like a fly, he just buzzes everywhere and he is I think what we've been missing for a, quite well for quite a while but I think he helps Savile because he does a lot of the running and uh, now Sav's out after that red card I think it's been interesting to see who goes in there with Honeyman because I think it's now a Honeyman position alongside other players because I think the, the way he's played the last couple of games has been fantastic and he really sets a tone for energy and and getting the team going so very happy with him and then the, the rest from the, the Fleming I thought probably his best game this season I thought he, he looked quality today I thought I was disappointed when he came off but at the same time he'd really put a shift in the quality he had with the ball was great he he just slipped little passes in and especially to a mark who you know a, a couple of times that that Again, we, we got the goal from the first of them and then we could have had something from the second. So, 
really happy for Fleming and uh, Imaku. Again, his, his time will come, I think, his experience with him where he just needs a little bit more and he'll, he'll make the right decisions sometimes. But overall, I, th- I thought all of them and Bradshaw as well with his, his goal. But just a really good, solid performance tonight. And I think it's something we've all been waiting for. Um, you've got to credit Edwards because at the end of the day, he's the one who picks the team. And when I saw that he'd left um, Watmore and Brian out, probably like everybody else, I was a little bit surprised. But again, you know, the, the end result was he ended up with a team that sort of fought their way through, dealt with Norwich's start the first 10, 15 minutes. And then after that, I thought we looked comfortable. I didn't think uh, Norwich were going to damage us. The only thing that was going to damage us was the referee who... I wouldn't normally comment about referees, but I thought tonight, that or last night, that guy was absolute disgrace. For him to to do what he did, he he kept his hands in his pockets first half, and I thought it's a little bit iffy because he was letting a lot go, and then all of a sudden, from the second half, from the first whistle, he was off, and he was uh, card happy, and everybody was getting it, and obviously he sent Savile off. I think there's two trains of thought there. I think if you look at it objectively then, you know, you're going to say that Sav sort of was a bit obvious in what he was doing and and it would have only took maybe an inch or two somewhere else and the, the lad could have been seriously injured. So for that sort of tackle, I'll, I'll swallow a red card because it was meant with, a, with with the best of feelings in terms of just stopping the attack. But the other side of it, I've been against one of our players. I think we'd have been saying, you know, we'd have been looking for a red. So as, as disappointed as I am for it, the bigger disappointment is that Savile's going to miss three games now. So somehow Edwards has got to come up with a, a formula that's going to work there. But it's what it is. But the referee was a disgrace. The, the, some of the stuff he was given, the handball he missed in the area where the lad actually leaned into the ball with his with his upper arm. And then where um, I think it was... I'm trying to think who got whacked on the way through. I think Bradshaw got knocked over by somebody. As as we were breaking, and again the referee did nothing about it at all. I think the whole second half performance of the referee left a bit of taste, and if if they'd have got something out of it, I think um, things might have kicked off a little bit. But overall, we're, it's a bit sort of churlish to go on about the referee. But looking at the game as a whole, we got what we deserved out of it. Joe Edwards got something out of the game. Let's hope moving forward that this is the standard we can expect. You know from home games especially, but I'm now looking forward to the game uh, against Bristol City, just see what we do. And again, we head into the new year and we're not in too bad shape looking at the table. So come on, you Lions. We thank you, Jim. Always um, insightful analysis by Jim Hackett. Um, Interesting about the sending off, actually. Um, I thought it was harsh, um, but there we are. We're going to go around... Around the mulberry bush with that one, um, the, the FA have, have upheld the three game suspension, so it does raise the interesting question as to as to who comes in. I mean, the obvious choice I would have thought would be Billy. Um, listeners, I don't know. Um, I doubt that uh, Joe Edwards will want to bring Ryan Leonard forward, so he's from a position where he's been doing so well. Although he's a makeshift right back, really, isn't he? But um, anyway, um, he's really looked in control. The back four. Looked rock solid. Sarkic we've mentioned a few times, but the whole back four, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutch and Ryan Leonard does rather pick itself for um, what could be a difficult trip down to Ashton Gate. Um, so I'm, I'm going to guess it's between Billy and, and Alan Campbell. Should, should we say that name in polite company, dear listeners? I don't know. He was on the bench, 
the other night. Um, it had not appeared on the Boxing Day um, card at all. Um, so it's going to be an interesting choice for Joe Edwards. Um, just one other thing that occurs to me as I'm thinking about the, the, the um, dual Savile suspension. I mean, obviously it's a three-game suspension so that takes into mind. Does it take in the Leicester game, uh, the FA Cup game? Which would be a bit of a result if it does if you like, um, because it's, you know, just one fixture after that, if that's if that's the, the second of the, of the three. Um, rightly or wrongly, um, I think we're probably all getting into the mindset that the FA Cup is a lesser focus um, for, the, for the Lions this season than, uh, than the league. Um, so anyway, we'll see. We'll find out, I guess, next week. Um, so there you are. Big thank you, Jim Hackett. Let's go for one of my favourite contributors is Joe from Chicago. Let's have a- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's Joe from Chicago, just basking in the glory that is a Millwall win over Norwich, something we rarely, rarely, rarely ever experience, especially with that useless Dean Whitestone at referee. What a, what a terrible job. Just saw the Savile replay. It's a yellow. It's a yellow. I saw that happen once at the lowest level of college soccer in the United States, and even that ref afterwards was like, oh, I screwed up. Horrible. Whatever. Come on, you Lions. What a win. We never beat Norwich. This was the type of game we lose, and we pulled it off. Just sensational. Keep a Maku and an Orton Cuffey in the starting lineup and keep them going as long as they can. Those two are sensational. Uh, obviously, Savile gets screwed, but just a complete team performance. And it's nice to see Cooper have that edge alongside Hutchinson again. Uh, Wes Harding brings a lot, but Hutchinson brings out the best in Cooper. And that's very nice to see. Wow. Come on, you Lions. I really hate Ashley Barnes, too. What a useless, balding prick. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, too, Joe. Yeah, I'll make you right about Ashley Barnes. He really lost the plot there, didn't he, in the uh, in the heat of the action. Um, mentioned Hutchinson. Sean Hutchinson actually is a good good call because I don't think any of us have really um, said that. Well, Hutchinson did the other night, and you know when he came back previously, I thought he looked a bit rusty, maybe one or two question marks as whether he's, he's still got it. Well, yes, he has because... 
Um, that was a, a particularly, as, as Joe puts it there, a 10 performance. I, I, I like that expression. I'm going to nick that, Joe. Um, Imarco, we've mentioned a few times. BNC, Brook Norton Cuffey, what a player. We mustn't fall in love with him, though, listeners. He's a holiday romance. You're going to get to go home at the airport. You're going to say how much you love each other, but he's going to go away. He's going to go to the, uh, the, the, the glitter and the marble halls, if they still have them, of, uh, of Arsenal. Um, at the end of the season, but a great, great run. That was a lung-busting Olympic-level sprint to make that that uh, shot come. Well, it was a cross, wasn't it? Not a shot. It was a, it was a beautiful ball in for Tom Bradshaw to, to slot home there. Big thank you, Joe, out there in Chicago. Let's have a listen now to Lawrence, Lawrence Binney. All right, Nick, it's Lawrence Binney here. Um, who said Christmas has finished? What a lovely lovely post 25th December present and that performance was um, I thought that performance had everything that we've lacked I think for about a good couple of years now really um, as well as Gary's done for us um, we had grit, we had determination we had pace we pressed Norwich a very technically good side um, played very well on the counter and we had our soul today, we had, we had Tons of character. Um, it was it was uh, it was a shame to see Savile sent off at the end, but I kind of feel like that's what the Den's been lacking for a bit is is someone to just sort of make a sort of vain, slightly pyrrhic gesture, um, uh, sort of to kind of show how much it means to play for this club and and what it means to succeed at this club. Um, yeah, it's the sort of performance I'm really seen. Um, or not seen too much of since Harris was here. And I think Gary was a better manager than Neil Harris was. But I think Neil Harris, more than anyone else, um, since, you know, the early jacket days, really understood what it meant to um, to organise a middle team. And we saw that in abundance today. Won't go on too much about the, the, uh, the tactics and the roles that players play, because that's not really important. It just felt good. It just felt good to be a middle supporter today. You know, it felt it felt uh, it felt like we were unified as a fan base for the first time in a long time. I will give mentions in to, uh, in dispatches to a few players. So I will say, Isaiah Mako, um, what a talent he is. Um, again, very raw, but he he just scares the life out of defenders, and he he gets it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one moment in the second half where he he ran. A good 30 yards to close down a player to win that win a throw, and the, the crowd really reacted that reacted to that, and uh, yeah, refreshing, lovely to see. Fleming again, I think, looks a lot better. He's starting to look a bit more like the player he was last season. Looks a bit more dynamic. Um, should have scored his chance uh, to make it two 0 which I think really would have put the the uh, the game to bed. I also want to talk about the defence collectively. I think I was a bit harsh on them after the Stoke game. Sort of said. Well, Stoke aren't very good going forward anyway, so what does it matter? I think today we were against a side that does have a, does have a lot of attack, attacking talent. And we limited them to... I can't really think of anything, actually, um, in the second half, at least. I was told by my, by my dad that they had a few chances in the first 10 minutes. I was a bit late and the, the turnstiles were congested, but I can't remember them really working Sarkic at all. So, yeah, fantastic, fantastic win. Um, we move on to uh, the Bristol City game away and they're in good form so we're going to have to have a similar level of commitment again 
um, and then Leicester in the cup and then Middlesbrough at home on the 13th. Buzzing, what a way to start your weekend, a new year weekend at that. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, Nick. See ya. Cheers, Lawrence. It does leave you feeling good over the weekend, listeners, doesn't it? I think, like probably everyone listening to this show, you kind of forget that you get used to being miserable from a football perspective. I mean, hopefully you don't let that spill out into your into your personal life in any way, but it does it does weigh you down a bit. And irrationally, I, I understand how trivial football is in the bigger picture of uh, you know cosmic affairs. Um, but it does leave you feeling floating on a high on a, on a weekend where hopefully people are enjoying themselves, getting out for a few drinks, and um, the New Year's looming. So um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, I make you right about that run and tackle from Idamo. Um, I'd forgotten. Now you mentioned it again. It was a, one of those uplifting moments. I think that's what I love about the boy. He is a Millwall player. He will give you one hundred percent. He's got some talent and he's got some speed. But he's also more than that got the arsehole that you you describe. He will get stuck in. He enjoys the um, enjoys the, uh, the, the, the enjoys the battle. He's an Irishman. He wants to get stuck in there. He's he's a he's a strong, good looking player, and I really like him. I've got a lot of time for Ida Mo Marku. Um, pity that Fleming missed that chance. Uh, he missed it. It was a decent save actually. It was on target, so he couldn't do much more than get it on target right at the end of the first half that would have been a lovely two goal cushion who knows what kind of game we would have got in the second half we might have sat back a little bit um jill savile written down here charge of the savile brigade in that challenger was a bit of a quixotic kind of pyrrhic idea as you as you so wonderfully describe it there lawrence um, we're going to pay a price for it like we did with the old charge of the light brigade we paid a bit of a price for that didn't we um all those years ago but we're going to pay a free game suspension penalty for the charge of the Savile Brigade there. But anyway, good character performance, as you so rightly put it, Lawrence. Big thank you, Lawrence Binney. Let's go now to, uh, we're going through Matt Alphabetical, so it's all first name Alphabetical, so it's now going to be Matt Richards, then we'll follow that with Matt Webb. Hello, Nick. Matt Richards, driving back from tonight's game. Bloody hell, that was some game, wasn't it? Wow. Um, so, so glad we hung on, hung on for those three points because I thought we deserved it. I thought we deserved it. Um, Norwich had a lot of the ball, I know, but um, I thought the, we battled so hard. The effort we put in, um, good, good bits of skill as well. Every now and again, as well, some good, some good moves. We just and, and fucking hell, that officiating tonight was just. I know, I know, we moan about it all the time, but the referee didn't have a clue. Did not have a clue. I mean, sending off Sav. Straight reds. Um, how Hutch and Cooper got uh, yellow cards when Barnes got nothing. I mean, just all the. It was just awful. I mean, in in a way, it probably helped us the um, the officiating because it just got it got the crowd more so on the referee's back and probably you know added to the atmosphere. The atmosphere was was brilliant tonight. Um, so that you know, in, in a funny sort of way, it may may have helped. But um, yeah, just so pleased we got three points. Um, another clean sheet. I thought we defended so well, um, and I was I was a bit worried coming into today because we've we've I know we've had a couple of clean sheets, but that's against like lesser teams. Norwich are a good team, um, but we just defended so solidly. Um, Sarkic barely had to make it. I mean, there was one tip over I think, and there's a couple of scare scaring moments towards the end, but um, they didn't really put us 
into much trouble despite you know the possession they had. Um, I thought we were really good on the counter. Um, Idemo and Norton Cuffey, you know their pace is, is, a, is a real danger. Was a real danger to Norwich, and um, you know we were unlucky really with a couple of chances. Uh, you know Idemo going through and having a shot. Um, Norton Cuffey obviously should have scored second half. It just I don't know. He was in probably two minds. Never mind two minds. Probably three or four minds really, and just scuffed it. Um, great shot by Longman. Zian probably should have scored in the first half, but I, I thought it was a decent shot really. Bear in mind he's in it first time. Keith made a good save, but um, yeah, just buzzing really, Nick, because that was just a really good, exciting Mill performance, and that's that's what we want, don't we? Particularly under the lights. Um, at the den. Um, so it's that's great, and it, it, tonight also is a nice bit of rotation as well. Hopefully, I'm guessing you know, with Brian not playing, Fleming coming in, um, giving what more a bit of a rest, and we'll, it'll be interesting to see what team he plays uh, Monday against Bristol City. But um, yeah, buzzing. That was that was brilliant. That was great tonight. Um, really happy with that. A man of the match. Um, I see. I see they gave it to Honeyman. I wouldn't argue with that. I thought it was great. I mean, I think he definitely centre mid is his best position. He's on the ball. He's always looking to play a positive pass. Slightly different to perhaps Billy, who maybe needs to think a bit more about it and play it a bit more safer. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't argue with Honeyman, but I thought I thought Murray Wallace was immense. Absolutely immense down that left hand side. Just superb. I know he comes in for a lot of criticism, but that's criticism's about his pace. His skill and desire is just second to none. He's a proper middle player. So, yeah, Honeyman or or, or Mazza. So, um, yeah, that's it. Cheers, Nick. On to Bristol City. Come on, you Lions. Morning, Nick. Matt Webb here. First and foremost, huge congratulations on your news. Um, the Webb family are sending their warm wishes and regards and I hope all is well on to the game last night so what I'll tell you what Mills home results are a bit like London buses you wait ages for one and then two come along in quick succession Joe Edwards I think last night got it right with what resources he's got bearing in mind this is the third game in six days and fatigue would have taken its toll on some of the players and you probably could see that with in in relation to having Harding out with a slight muscle injury who I'm led to believe will be back for Bristol so that rest for that lad is good Hutch comes in had my doubts had my reservations when he came in but he did absolutely everything what Hutch normally does so I'm so pleased with him on that one it was going to be a tough game it was going to be a a, a tough game. Norwich like past possessional football. That's Wagner for it, yeah. All right. And I think, yes, there was a few rumbles. There was more than a few rumbles on about putting the press on them to make sure that they don't don't um, go forward with the ball. But you know what? We we were so patient in our play. We were so disciplined in our back lines that. You know, they had one shot, one clear chance on goal, Nick. And, you know, and even that was just a tip over. So, yes, it can be frustrating on the eye. But bloody hell, we, we did it so well. And you've got to remember, 
this is a team that, well, they, they, some of the players are not what Joe Edwards wants. Let's be honest. He wants more. He does want more creativity. He wants to be on the front foot more. So he can't do nothing. His hands are tied until he starts getting his own um, additions in. So he made most. He, he made use of what he's got at the moment, his resources. And I think they didn't. I think they done the gaffer proud last night. If I'm honest with you. And to be honest, it could have been free. It, uh, free nil. You know, Fleming's shot in his first half. Okay, I, I personally think of a man of his quality, he should have done better. But still, a good save by a gun came out and tipped it round. Longman's shot was going in, another good save. Cuffey, on another day, he would have headed that ball better. So that could have been four. And so, you know, that was a that was a spit that was a fantastic counter-attacking Millwall performance last night. Man of match was Honeyman, absolutely, one hundred percent. He was did not stop. He was in the opposition's faces. He was winding them up. Especially that Muppet Barnes, who basically can come out of Jake Cooper's pocket now, and I think that's why he was getting a bit ratty. Ah, oh, you know, just come, you come away from that that game last night thinking fantastic, like just sense of optimism, and again, more breathing space away from that bottom three. Eight points now, plus the goal difference, nine points. I keep on going on about it. I'm going to keep on going on about it until I feel where we can start looking up as opposed to looking down. Savile's red card well, unfortunately it was you know you, you do take those tackles for the team you know tactical fouls but that's if you slide in and unfortunately Savile chopped the player right in front of the ref's nose and I think you didn't give I don't think you gave the ref no choice albeit that I don't go on about referees too much but you definitely had the uh, big club syndrome that's for certain last night so, onwards and upwards, you know, we, we wrap up 2023 on a, on a high, which is fantastic. And as I said, coming out of Christmas now, unbeaten, and to be fair, three clean sheets, you can't ask for more, really. Uh, we, I, knew, I knew it was going to take time for Edwards. He's, he, I can start seeing those green shoots have started to sprout a little bit more. Okay, eventually you're going to start seeing some flowers come through. So let's hope that comes along in January. So we've got a trip to, on New Year's Day, got a trip to Bristol. Not going to be easy, but if we can maintain our discipline and there'll be some more changes, I feel that, you know, we can go into the FA Cup game with a sigh of relief. Well, with that we're in a better position as we were prior to Christmas. Saying that, we've got another heavy month ahead. Borough at home opportunity to get more points on the ball Preston at home opportunity QPR away another January is a big month huge month but I think it's going to be a huge month for most teams and it just for me 2024 under Joe Edwards is going to look a bit more brighter than 2023 anyway I'm going to wish you all a happy new year and I'll toast to everyone on Acton Millwall and I wish you all the very best. Won't be doing no voice notes now until the Borough game uh, due to commitments, so I'll be missing a few games. So, come on you Lions.
Huge thank you to Matt. Happy New Year to you, mate, as well. And thank you for the uh, contributions, the voicemails you've sent in so far. Um, yeah, Matt's Matt's news I was he was talking about. I've joined the grandfather club this week, Dylan. What a week it's been for me, and in amongst um, you know, obviously Mills form picking up a little bit. My my uh, daughter had a had my first grandchild, so um, I'm now granddad Nick. Um, so a big thank you to Matt for for that. Um, what a week it's been. Um, two, two, the two mats there, Matt Richards and, and Matt Webb, two on the spin. Um, I do agree that it took the, um, the, the, it was a good atmosphere on Friday night, but it took the pantomime villain Ashley Barnes to, uh, like David Bowie once sang, he throw, throw the gasoline on the fire, putting out fire with a gasoline. Um, I was trying to think also, when was the last great midweek, um, Millwall performance? For a long while now, too long. Midweek football's always been a bit of a dead zone, isn't it, listeners? If we do get a decent game, it's normally been on a Saturday afternoon, three o'clock kickoff. Um, so that was quite refreshing. I uh, agree completely about um, fatigue, Matt, uh, Matt Webb. Fatigue taking its toll. I think that um, we are a small squad. And um, let's see what improvements, uh, changes that Joe Edwards makes in the forthcoming month now. It's January the 1st on, on, on Monday opening of the uh, transfer window let's see what let's see what kind of quality he brings in i mean we i think that there were clearly as as you rightly put it matt webb green shoots are recovering i like that phrase um and it's great to see some of our older school players responding to the challenge because that was a wonderful performance Saturday night. we're going to play out now with michael avery followed up by rob abbott take it away michael well good morning dear listeners this is michael avery here the morning after yesterday's fantastic win um, over Norwich City um, in the championship. Firstly, absolutely delighted for Joe Edwards now that we're actually getting a run of results that I think he deserves. Um, when we went through that barren run of, of results and performances, I felt I did feel quite sorry for him as he was trying to achieve something. He was obviously new in the job um, and he just needed that little bit of time and patience. And, you know, it was frustrating, but I think, to be fair, it was it was given to him. And, you know, three, three clean sheets in a row, two wins and a, and a draw um, from the last three is really, really good. So fair play to him. Uh, good luck to Joe Edwards. Uh, secondly, uh, what what night last night it was. I think uh, the referee helped uh, make the game a bit more panto villain than it should have been. But I thought it was a very, very good and mature performance by Millwall. Um, we could quite easily have fell into a trap of playing some silly beggars with Norwich City um, when they were clearly, clearly losing their rag. I know Millwall had a lot of yellow cards and obviously George Savile had his red, which I'll touch on shortly. But Norwich were really trying everything to to rile up Millwall and get worked up but it wasn't working and they were getting more worked up with it I did think for the opening 15-20 minutes Norwich probably were the better side I thought they knocked the ball around quite nicely Um, but then after that when they realised that they couldn't break down our play they seemed to run out of ideas which was nice to see for a change another team running out of ideas and we just patiently patiently waited um, for our opportunity didn't rush anything, played a good, mature, sensible game. And then bang, we get the goal. Um, atmosphere was fantastic. So well done to the Millwall fans who came out and um, and made it what it was. It was a really, really enjoyable occasion. And what I really like as well is uh, I know there's some people on our pod who have called in 
who have mentioned about whether um, we need to harness and use the den. I love the fact that, you know, after the last few games, Edwards is going around fist-pumping the crowd, you know, like really making a point of going to the crowd first and sort of obviously thanking them for their support. But in his post-match interviews as well, really saying how important the crowd are. Um, and it seems genuine, you know, it does seem genuine. Uh, Savile's red card, <coughs> the elephant in the room. Um, was it a red card? I didn't see it in real time. I was following the direction of the ball. So I, I saw... I saw um, the reaction and then obviously Salva get a red card and he was quite distraught looking back um, pfft, it's a tough one because from the side on angle it doesn't look like a red card but the, from the behind the go angle which I've seen as well it is quite a lunge um, it is in the middle of the park um, and it is in a space where you wouldn't expect some red cards to be given straight away, but it was quite a lunge, it was quite late, and it was malicious. So it is the cliche, have you seen them given? Not a lot, but you can't overly argue it. I think it will be appealed, um, but, you know, Savile just seemed quite distraught by it all. Um, but I think as well, to be fair to George Savile, he's been really, really good since he's come back in after. Rao had him in his little exodus of not being involved, but he has seemed quite erratic recently. You know, he gave away the um, um, handball against Huddersfield, um, which could have seen as obviously, or which did see them come back into the game. He did that lunge against QPR, which was a good tackle, it turned out, but, you know, it was in the middle of the penalty box and it was a bit of a lunge and it could have been another penalty. And again, he's got sent off today, so that's three quite big things he's done in games um, where you know, maybe could he have been a bit more sensible. But, you know, he's been playing well recently, Savile can't knock it. Um, and final thing I want to say as well is fair play to George Honeyman. I think since he's gone really into that centre midfield position, he's been an absolute standout. The game before against QPR, Amaku got man of the match. I thought Amaku had a great game, but I thought George Honeyman deserved man of the match. Um, and yesterday for me, yes, Murray Wallace had a really, really good game. But for me personally... George Honeyman, hands down, was the best power on the pitch for Mill. Head and shoulders the best power on the pitch for Mill, in my opinion. Um, and rightly, rightly deserves his plaudits. And you can see why he's keeping sort of Billy Mitchells out the side. Um, yeah, that's it really for me. Final thing, I just want to say Happy New Year to all listeners um, who have been listening to the pod. Uh, for those who've been coming up to me or messaging me saying they agree with what I say, thank you very much. For those who don't agree with what I'm saying, Thank you very much. Um, not going to take too personally. I, I, I like some of the interaction I'm getting online. And also a shout out to Mr. Hart. Um, not only has he uh, been nominated for the uh, podcast award. Um, the name escapes me. Sorry, Nick. And I hope the uh, judges aren't listening and we don't get pulled for it. Uh, but also, um, Nick has a new grandchild. So congratulations, Nick, on the birth of the new family member. Um, and I hope we get a quite sensible name shortly. Lurch could be there if uh, if you're stuck. But no, congratulations, Nick, uh, and Happy New Year to everyone who listens to the pod. Nick, how are you doing? Rob Abbott here. First off, hopefully you had a great Christmas and Happy New Year, best wishes for 2024. And then, wow, still absolutely buzzing. What a performance, what a win. And what an atmosphere. I'm not too sure uh, when the den was last like that. Pretty hostile in the second half. Uh, ref against us. Norwich being a complete bunch of wankers. And yeah, 
screw you lads unlucky uh, thought we were absolutely immense off the ball there Norwich created very little for the whole evening uh, we were really compact they were looking for runners from the deep but yeah it didn't really threaten I thought we were outstanding uh, especially the back five Hutch Coop reeling in the years there uh, but my standout at the back I think Murray Wireless was superb I know he gets a lot of stick every now and then on social media but he always gives 100% and then tonight not only did we get the 100% from him we uh, yeah, we got a brilliant performance on and off the ball from him. Uh, but like I said, all the back five were, were absolutely brilliant. Uh, and then the other thing I, I think I've got to mention is on the counter-attack, the transition, I thought we were so dangerous. We had pace. We threatened a lot. We scored a brilliant goal from it. We had numerous other chances from it. So, uh, yeah, great performance, great victory. And onwards and upwards. Uh, what's that? It's four unbeaten. Three clean sheets in a row. On to Bristol City. I'm, I'm looking at how far we're off in the playoffs. Uh, forgetting the bottom three at the moment. Am I being too optimistic? But, uh, yeah, I think we're finally seeing the Joe Edwards uh, style come out. People beginning to know their roles. And uh, there's a togetherness there. Uh, obviously, you could see that at, at the end. Uh, absolute brilliant. Uh, but love that. Oh, Yes, still buzzing. Sort of lost for words. Our last one I will say though is what the fuck was the ref on? He completely lost it. I have no idea what he was doing. And how was Ashley Barnes still on that pitch? I think the Norwich coach did the right thing to sub him, but he should have been sent off a few times before he got subbed off. There we go. All the best, mate. Huge thank you, Michael and then Rob. Uh, those two closing messages on today's show. I tell you what, Rob, I've decided I'm no longer looking downwards in the table, mate. I'm looking upwards. I'm going to look at with we're now ten points off the playoffs. I know there's a lot of uh, there's a big, huge peloton between us and the top six, but uh, it's, it's, it's get optimistic. I'm in an optimistic frame of mind, as Michael also said. I'm I'm over the moon with my uh, grandparent uh, new status as a grandparent. So um, yeah, it's been a good week for me personally. Been a great week for Millwall. And um, yeah, it's just it, there's a real buzz about the place now, listeners. So yeah, let's let's make 2024 a better year. The 2023 was a bit of a dull vintage overall, but what a way to to finish it off. I want to say a big thank you to Michael Avery and Rob Abbott for those two minutes. I want to say thank you to all of the contributors to this show and to the other shows. I want to say thank you to all the boys that helped me with the podcast. Um, I really enjoy having such a a wide range of um, voices and views and opinions. It makes it really, really interesting to, to produce. I enjoy producing it. I'm going to carry on producing it for as long as my voice holds out. You've got to tell me, listeners, if I'm starting to lose the plot, if I'm starting to sound like I'm uh, no longer the voice I used to be. You keep me informed. Um, but I want to say Happy New Year to every single Millwall fan listening to this show. Um, let's hope for... Really good, a really strong 2024. After Friday night, I'm starting to feel that Joe Edwards, Joe Edwards's potential is there for us um, waiting for, you know, who knows where 2024 is going to lead. There's still a lot of football to be played this season, dear listeners. Let's close today's show, today's voicemail show, with the answer to our punditgames.co.uk question. This is a Tottenham legend who managed 37 goals in the Premier League alongside 68 assists. He got known as Sick Note because he was uh, persistently injured. 
Um, played 30 times for England, scoring seven goals. It was, of course, good player. I liked him. Darren Anderson. Darren Anderson Singman. There we go, listeners. Big thank you to everyone involved with the show and for you too for listening to it. Um, I'll be doing a little uh, tot-up of the charity donations that we can make after the new year. But for tonight, it's New Year's Eve. I may treat myself to a grandfatherly tipple of Jameson with some lime and ginger like they advertise at the things. I've been fancying that for a long time. Till the next edition, uh, should probably be tomorrow. Just be a short one tomorrow after the Bristol game. Till then, though, dear listeners, uh, Happy New Year. Arriva Dirty Mill. Bye for now. Achtung. Postscript huge apologies to Simon Hedgepig and to John Rankin. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I've managed to miss both of their messages out of today's show, but I have squeezed them in now at the end as a PS. Um, big thank you to both chaps for contributions. Apologies to them both. I hope you enjoy the messages. Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Good morning, Nick. Um, the morning after the night before. What a difference the Millwall chaos makes. That was a proper atmosphere last night. That was horrible, which is how it should be. We can actually see what Joe, what Joe Edwards is trying to do. It was working last night. Sit back, be nice and tight, keep it simple. And hey, presto, we win football matches. Referee needs investigating for corruption, either that, or he needs a major drug test because he was on crack. Ah, that was a red card, I'll never know. Doesn't give a Stonewall penalty. And then you got Norwich fans online saying that the referee was biased towards us. Work that one out. Anyway, my man of the match, George Honeyman. Been an absolute revelation now back in the central midfield. We seem more solid, a bit more stable in there. Um, and Mark who's doing well. Brooke Norton Cuffey's doing really well. I know they say don't fall in love with a lone player, but bloody hell, it's difficult with that boy. Anyway, on to Bristol City. Come on, you lines. Hi, Nick. Um, hi, listeners. Uh, John Rankin just calling on behalf of the uh, Act on Millwall podcast. Uh, all proceeds to Lions Food Hub. Yeah, I just wanted to ring in about the, the Norwich game last night and what an interesting performance that was. Interesting on lots of levels, because those of us that kind of, you know, have been around the Millwall scene for, for years and years, we must bore the pants off some of the younger people, talking about Harry Cripps and Barry Kitchener and, you know, Dave Donaldson and all these tough, hard defenders, Keith Stevens and these kind of people. But, you see, last night was the spirit of Millwall, and that's what the club is about. And as I get older... I'll get a bit sentimental and can sometimes get a bit emotional. 
uh, when I see performances like that because Norwich, you know, um, they probably got one or two players that cost ten times our whole squad. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you go out there and, and, you, and you're smart and you use what's upstairs, you know. Um, so before the game, I was thinking, I, I put it on one of our WhatsApp groups, what we need to do is rattle that Ashley Barnes because he's kind of become their, you know, I wouldn't say talisman, but he's a, a, a bit of a, you know, figurehead for him up front, him and that Josh Sargent, and Sargent wasn't starting. So for me, they were the two. To Ashley Barnes and Josh Sargent, if they're on the park, you know, take a couple of yellow cards, give them a good old kicking, um, and plenty of plenty of mouth in the ear roll as well. That's what the old boys used to do, talking all the time. Oh, you're a good player, son, and you fancy yourself? Oh, you'll be off for Barcelona. You oh, a bit fat though, aren't you? And all that, you know, constant fucking banter in the ear roll. I see Kitchener do it all the time see his mouth going, just little words into the shell-like of the of the centre-forward, tough and hard, you know, and uh, and it worked, exactly what I wanted them to do, the old mule wall came out, and was it by the early part of the second half, old Barnes, he had had enough, Ashley Barnes, and he lost it, and as soon as I saw them having a wrestle on the ground, and I saw George Savile laughing at him, and Ryan Leonard having a smile and all that, I thought, yeah, we got these fuckers. We've got them. And, you know, more credit to Millwall. I'm so pleased that we've rediscovered our heritage, really. Because, you see, that's what life is about. When you're from the wrong side of the street, you've got to use your, your street smarts to get by and get through in this world. And that's what Millwall did last night. So, you know, bring them on, Norwich. Right, come down with all your flash celebrity owners and, you know, all your multi-million pound foreign players. Don't fucking come to the den and try and take the piss out of us because you'll be sent back where you come from not feeling very good about yourselves. And that's how I hope Norwich feel this morning. Um, I'm so proud of our Millwall lads for what they did last night. Fantastic performance. Come on, you lions.